Ah, the only way to start off the pod after a week like this is just with some good old-fashioned Jason Garrett claps, Ben. Good execution, good effort. Hey, good you know, it didn't work out, but, you know. These are two teams playing football. There's a lot of good football players, and, uh, you know, you, you just got to applaud the effort. Hey, you know what? It didn't turn out like we wanted it to, but I, there's no one I'd rather be with than this room full of men right here with the privilege of playing for the Dallas Cowboys organization in the National Football League. Men, let's keep that in mind. All right, effort on three. One, two, three, effort. It's like a fucking high school coach. All right, boys, make sure you hit the books after this. Yeah, Uh, dude, Jason, Oh, he'd be the best college coaches. He'd be about the student-athlete shit, about how their students first. students first, athletes second. A lot of these guys played against each other in high school. You know, hey, Texas is a small world, but we're going to get in there, hit the books on Monday. We're going to come back, see what we did wrong, try to improve. All right, see you later. Hook them. Jason Garrett was born to be the Texas UT, University of Texas football coach. I wish they had that curse and not us. Uh, this is Boys Will Be Boys. I'm Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. And we bring to you a tale of sadness and failure. It's every other week. Why do we let one win ever sway what we really know about this team? Well, Ben, don't worry. I'm not falling for that shit again. Uh, I am now rooting for us to lose out. Uh, Although there's no proof that that will get anyone fired. uh, I just... Mentally, I can't handle a roller coaster anymore. This sucks, too. Like, in the Romo era when we were bad, in, like, the early Jason Garrett era, and by bad, I mean, like, 8 and 8. It was like kind of an exciting eight and eight, you know, like the games were fun to watch. Like I had a heart attack and we you know, would blow a fourth quarter, or do something dumb. And it still sucked. But like every week I still had faith, you know, that the team was good enough to maybe win and, yeah. and maybe have higher aspirations and how we got there. Like the game was exciting to watch. It wasn't just, it wasn't so plain that the idea of completing a forward pass was this, was this revelation for an offense, oh, dude? This this whole game, I'm kind of glad. Like I missed a lot of this game. I I rewatched yeah. it. I re- I watched it last night. So this weekend was the Austin City Limits Music Festival. Um, yes, sir. You had, I did. Uh, I had the misses in town, uh, as well as our good friend, friend of the pod, Steve Lees, and his uh, significant other. Um, so we all rolled out there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and. Of course, you know, going into it, I was like, oh, man, I can't believe I'm going to have to miss this exciting I-45 rivalry between the Houston Texans and the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I did manage to watch the very end of the game. I caught a couple plays here and there in the beer hall tent at the festival. Um, But, man, I'm kind of glad I didn't see it live. I feel like I would have been just that much more upset by how this played out. Um, Yeah, this is the first game of all our losses – um, I watched it just at my place with Ashley, and it's the first time she's actually seen me become unglued at a game. Like it took, it took me five. Like I was trying to kind of like hold it in early in the season, and I just wasn't that pissed off even during other losses. But this one, man, I I was throwing shit. I was cursing out Jason. It was it was bad. Man. This game, this was like a microcosm of everything wrong with the Cowboys. We saw just the receivers play like shit. Dak play like shit. Jason make 
possibly just like one of the most Jason decisions of his career. Oh, it was. It was the most Jason decision of his career. Uh, so we'll get to all that, guys. We'll break down this game for you. Um, we'll highlight, I guess, like the one or two things that were fun about this humiliating defeat. Uh, we'll definitely run through everything that is horribly wrong with this team. And then I guess we'll uh, skim over a preview of the complete ass-kicking we have in store for us as we go to play the Jacksonville Jaguars next week. Um then I don't even want to think about what Jalen Ramsey and AJ Boye are going to do to our receiver core. It's hard to imagine any position that will have an advantage in that game on the offense is out there. Like there, uh, there's not a single matchup out there that favors us. Yeah. Um, it's going to be rough. And you know what? I think the thing that makes this suck more is that like, the rest of the universe is aligning to give the Cowboys a chance. Like they have played like absolute dog shit, and they're hey. If we won this game, bro, division. we would have been first in the NFC East. Yeah, yeah, we would have. Yeah, we would have. Um, bro, we can still outside of Carolina. Well, even that. I mean, really, outside of Carolina, we could easily be four and one right now. I mean, and that's what's- Carolina beat us by like nine points. Like that wasn't an ass kicking either. So like, I know, but it just we looked so much worse. Like Seattle, we should have won. You could argue like we made a couple boneheaded plays. This one was there for the taking. I just mean Seattle and Houston were there for the taking. Oh yeah, just, most definitely. Most we definitely. Could, and we would have such a leg up on our division right now. Yeah, we'd be rolling on people. So, but uh, we're not that team. No, um, we're not. And so this, uh, this was the uh, you know this is the state the in-state rivalry. It's the Cowboys versus the Houston Texans. Um, for those of you who didn't get to watch on Sunday night, uh, this was a battle of two teams who have looked mediocre as shit. Um, you know, it's probably nice. a couple a couple years ago, like after last year with Watson and after 2016 Dude, with the Cowboys, this would have been a, a really big matchup between two highly Texas favored contenders. team. Lost to a a not even Mariota led team. Whoever his back chased. Not Chase Daniel. Who's Blaine Gabbert. Yes, a Blaine Gabbert-led offense beat this Houston team. Dude, the this Blaine, but, is okay, but the Blaine train <laughs> cannot be stopped. Let's agree to that. It's been stopped a lot, goat. It has been stopped a lot. Well, trains, you know, they're you know, you know they're fickle beasts. They have to be on tracks. It's not really up to them, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know, dude. I'm just so disillusioned after this one. Like this is not a good team. I don't. Yes, they have some nice pieces, but I'm convinced that this is a team that could be good if they had real coaches. Like who, us or them? Us. Oh, well, I was saying, yeah. I mean, probably them too. Honestly, it's not like Bill oh, yeah. O'Brien. Bill O'Brien's exactly. not good either. Getting um, love down there. Um, no, and it sucks. Like we're five games in, and we'll get to all this. But five games in, and I'm not convinced is quarterback bad because our receivers and coaches bad or or are our receivers bad because our quarterback and coaches are you know uh, is our quarterback bad you know what i mean i don't know is it chicken or egg here i don't know who's bad because of who because everyone looks so bad on offense every i mean there's a huge debate in the cowboys fandom over Dak sucks jason sucks you know i'm i'm definitely in the why not both side of the equation my yeah. dream is for this team to play so poorly 
that we get a top five pick and Jason gets fired. If the Cowboys would get a new coach that could then select a new blue chip quarterback in the first five picks of next year's draft, I think you have a chance to to do some damage. If this team gets Drew Locke or someone of that caliber and a coach that is a little bit more innovative on the offensive side of the ball. They have pieces that can make them good. They do have a good offensive line on paper. They do have uh, an elite running back. Um, you know, if you add a, a really good wide receiver to this team, the other receivers are good enough to be like second and third options. Um, but as they stand, yeah, they have a mediocre quarterback coached by a horrible offensive coordinator backed up by maybe the worst head coach in the league. And, and we can give Steven all this props, but man, it's hard to imagine a team doing less coming off a 13 and three with a rookie QB, a rookie running back, a great O line, and providing them with less talent than he has. Yeah. And the logic of, you know, and we questioned this at the time, but just like, wow, the quarterback's really struggled. Maybe he'll do better with fewer weapons. Like, yeah, look at any of these. Young quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes lighting the league on fire, but and I keep bringing this up because the Chiefs, when they knew they were going to go to him, when they were going to get give him the reins to get rid of Alex Smith, they went out and they got uh, Sammy Watkins, who they paid big money to. Now they already had Tyreek, which was nice. You know they extended Kelsey, but my point is they brought in weapons for these guys. Yeah, um, they have every every skill position on offense has a potential Pro Bowl player sitting there. Like, even the Bears, who aren't good, at least went out and signed Allen Robinson to big money. Like, they at least tried to make their offense and better. took And took receivers in the draft. Yeah, and took Anthony good. Miller in the draft, yeah. you know? And even teams that are bona fide offenses, like Atlanta went out and got Calvin Ridley in the first because you always need to be building. And this offense has just done nothing. Or one, like, man, maybe he'll be good one day as, like, a third-round rookie in Michael Gallup, who... Last offense. I mean, who knows, man? It was rough. So let's let's just get into it. We'll yeah, just let's this game just get down. through this game, man. Oh, so the Cowboys did elect to receive, which right off the bat should have showed us that, like, hey, classic the classic Jason formula, which is, hmm, stuff worked out last game. Better not do any of that again. Um, this was the one drive that I watched live while at the festival. So I I, I was just, pumped after this drive. Yeah, it looked good. I went over. I had just uh, Cassie and I had just seen uh, Elenium, who's like a pretty fun uh, EDM DJ. Cassie had never been like up in the front in like the mosh pit type environment, so I got her all the way to like row three. We we're whiling, and then I pulled her out just in time to go watch kickoff. Um, and she was like, "Okay, we can watch one drive, and then you, we need to go watch music because we paid to be here." I was like, "Okay, I got you." So this is the one drive I saw live. Um, and, and it looked like, Hey, we might be able to move the ball here. Um, so we start off, we run Zeke immediately on first down for no game. We begin another game with three tight ends and just run right up the gut when, ev uh, dude, I know that's our strength. I know it, they do. are just so transparent. No, I know. Um, so that gives us second and 10, uh, Dak tries to go to Hearns for no game. And then on third and 10, Dak does throw a good ball to Deontay Thompson, Thompson who gets an 11-yard gain. Yeah, good pitch and catch. Exactly. So that puts us on the 36. Uh, we run Rod Smith for five yards. 
Uh, and then on the next play, I did okay. As much as we'll bitch about offensive play calling, this was an interesting wrinkle to the Cowboys' usual a play that they use a lot. So everyone has seen the Zeke Elliott screen that Zeke has taken to the house a hundred times. They used that play setup. They ran Zeke out to that position and then actually had the screen form on the opposite side of the field with Jeff Swaim as the receiver. Uh, and he catches the ball and uses the blocks and gets 43 yards on the play. Um, pretty, pretty great pitch and catch there from, and run after the catch, especially from, from Swaim. Yeah, Fish got a sway, man. I mean, dude, he was he was the leading receiver for the Dallas Cowboys, even though he got all but twelve of his yards on this one play. So there you have it. Um, so that puts us at the oh. Houston. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say yeah. So now we're in the red zone, and once again, red zone struggles go. Yep. First and ten from the Houston sixteen. We rush Zeke for two. Uh, Dak hits Gallup for six yards. That puts us at eight. Third and two from the eight-yard line. Little dinky pass play to Zeke for minus one yard. Would have liked to see a run here, Ben. Yeah, you didn't like it. You said they were being a little too cute. I didn't hate it. I actually thought it was a little creative. Uh, What's-his-face? McKinney for Texans made actually just a nice read and tackle on Zeke in the open space. I mean... I would hope most of the time he throw a swing pass to Zeke. He can get two yards, but I get you. I'm never going to be upset um, with Zeke up the middle on third and two, which also did not work much this game. But, yeah, Brett Mauer, then 27-yard field goal. He's now made uh, like 10 straight since missing his first one. Brett's been really good. Um, I have nothing but good things to say about Brett. So, Houston gets the ball. Um they immediately go to Alfred Blue, who's stopped uh, by Jalen Smith. Second and seven, uh, they throw to Griffin for 10 yards. Then Watson scrambles over the left side for 11 yards. We had a lot of trouble with with Hopkins, man. He's Or with Watson. Um, very escapable dude. There was a bunch of times I saw where he was almost sacked or almost hit or almost stopped in the backfield and just manages to either worm his way out for that extra second to throw the ball or escape for a couple yards. It's a frustrating guy to play against. Yeah, Dak did a good job for us, too. This was a game that everyone thought the sacks were going to pile up between both units, and they really didn't. Um, you know, I give Watson credit, but I'm also a little disheartened that the strength of this team is the D-line, and, you know, we've sat here on this pod, analysts, um, and beat writers and everyone has pretty much said that these five offensive lines we played outside of Detroit are fairly weak. And, you know, it's three road games where they just really have not been able to get home. And I know you're playing Cam Newton, Russell Wilson, and Deshaun Watson who can make a, or get out of a lot of potential danger, but I just would have liked to see them. Well, they didn't get out of danger against the fucking Colts, you know? Like, so I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Red eyes, you're kind of wondering where your sack leader and rest of your crew are. Yeah, agreed. So that gives them uh, another first down at their own 49. Uh, they hit Hopkins for 15 yards. Uh, then Jalen Smith uh, hits Watson in the backfield for a two-yard loss, brings up second and 12. Um, they try to do a little swing pass out to Alfred Blue, who gets one yard. On third and 11, uh, Watson scrambles again, gets seven yards for being tackled by Randy Gregory. And so that brings up fourth and four at the 30, uh, 48-yard field goal. They do miss it. So Dallas comes away with a lucky break there, um, still 3-0. Uh, 
Um, yeah, the only thing I want to mention, uh, even though I did just kind of go into this D-line for not getting a pre- enough pressure, we put some hits on Deshaun Watson. He was hurting by the end of that game. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen like what they're saying about him for his availability next week. I assume he'll play. But, man, I, if I was a Texan fan, I'd be a little worried about Bill O'Brien running this guy into danger. I mean, from Jalen to Randy, um, X, I think even Heath, like this guy took some hits in this game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, getting hit by linebackers, getting hit by corners and safeties. Definitely took some big hits from D tackles and ends, even if they weren't like sacks on paper. It was like he releases the ball, then gets plastered into the ground. So, yeah, he was definitely limping by the end. Dak took some big hits as well. Um, like you mentioned, they were both just doing a good job of just getting away just long enough uh, to make sure that they escaped. So, Dallas gets the ball back. Um, the first play from scrimmage, Dak hits a deep pass to Rico Gathers. <laughs> Rico. It's Rico time, baby. 32 yards. Um, hey, that's what he's there for. Like, he can stretch the field a little bit. He's a very athletic tight end, and he can make catches. So it's good to see him getting involved finally. Yeah, another good little wrinkle, the bootleg where we always throw underneath. Uh, we kind of had Rico leak out deep, and that's why this play works. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to criticize Scott because I still don't think it you know, we still have so many problems, but that was another nice little play call. Um, unfortunately, you know, Andy, nothing really comes of it afterward. Yeah. So we run Zeke for no gain after that. We run Zeke again on second and 10 for minus one yard. And then on third and 11, uh, we do a little short pass to Jeff Swain to get six yards. So that brings us fourth and five on the 25 yard line. And Brett, uh, drills a 43 yard field goal. So six, zero, um, unfortunately just like you know we're getting two trips into enemy territory and coming with field goals that sounds great when you're looking at it in the abstract but it only takes one touchdown uh to kind of negate that and that is exactly what would happen um on the next play uh on the next possession i should say uh watson hits hopkins who gets six yards but then we get a defensive offsides on top of that so now they're on their 35 with first and five blue gets three yards Watson hits Kiki Kuti for 12. Uh, Kiki Kuti had a hell of a game, man. He ended up having some good catches as well as some really key catches. Um, there were some big questions for me on the matchups in this game. Now, obviously, you can't have Byron on everyone, um, but Anthony Brown was was having a hard time with Kuti. And then on a very key play, Anthony Brown is covering DeAndre Hopkins on probably the biggest play of yep, the game. In the slot, yeah. Um they struggled all night. You know, we've talked about Byron's was heading into this week, the number one rated corner on pro football focus, which is, you know, great. I mean, pro football focus, it's one of those. I, no one really knows how they exactly grade people, but still, you know, it, Byron's had a good year. But just, um, and he tested just about everybody we put up against him. Yeah, and Hopkins is an elite receiver to be absolutely sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, uh, it's now second and eight uh, on the Dallas forty-eight. They go to Will Fuller for five yards. Third and three gets Hopkins again for thirty-four yards. He was doing a lot after the catch in this game, man. Um, Hopkins is a big body. He's physical. He's athletic. He's tough to bring down. And yeah, we blitzed everyone across the middle here, and uh, Byron was close, but. Hop just gets away from him, and I think Cheeto eventually brings him down. But, you know, just one-on-one coverage, he may, he wins the route, and that dude has sticky hands, man. Agreed. 
Um, so that brings them to first and goal on the Dallas nine. They do get a false start. So they're first and goal from the 14. Uh, Watson scrambles left. He's pushed out of bounds by Byron Jones. Uh, so they're now at the six. Uh, he scrambles again for took five yards. Off. Yeah, he took a big hit here. And this was this happened more than once with Watson trying to find the end zone and getting just railroaded by somebody. Jalen Smith had a hell of a hit on him oh, later. Yeah. Um, so second and goal, Watson does get hit at the one. It's third and goal at the one. They do the what everyone's doing now in the league, the little flip to the speediest receiver, um, little kind of jet sweep-ish play to Kiki Kuti. He gets into the end zone, 7-6 Texans. Um, man, they unfortunately, you know, Cowboys did not give up a lot of points in this game. Spoiler alert, they only gave up 19 points. Um, but they the Texans did seem to move the ball at will. Um, yeah, they did all game. Um, you know, the second half, we slowed them down a lot better, which went to Jason's poor decision. Um, you know, we went we had a lot better performance, I'll say that, but they moved to our goal line five times and came away with one touchdown. I mean, really, we just, as as great of goal line defense as we played, we showed a lot of heart. If I was a Texans fan, I would be livid if they lost this game with how many opportunities. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, and, and, the, and the fact was, is like, as long as they were getting field goals, they probably felt like they were going to be fine because Dallas just could not answer. So Dallas gets the ball back. Um, Zeke gets 14 yards on the first play. Uh, then Dak scrambles around the end for six yards. Um, unfortunately, then we get a false start on the L Collins. So that's second and nine instead of second and four. Dak goes incomplete to Michael Gallup. Third and nine. We throw deep uh, to Michael Gallup. Um, it's incomplete, but we do have a defensive offside. So we get to repeat the down third and four. And Dak goes incomplete to Beasley. Fourth and four on our own 45, we're forced to punt. Um, four plays, 20 yards, a minute 43 off the clock. Uh, just not the drive you want to see in response to a touchdown. Super unfortunate. Yeah, not much to say about this. I can't remember on that third and nine when they were off sides. I can't remember if Gallup should have made a better play or if it was a bad throw, but I remember being upset with it. I have to go watch it. But either way, um, yeah, disappointing drive. Fourth and four at around 45. We'll never go for that. And we punt. And the Texans pretty much march right back at us. Yeah. This, so the Texans now, um, there's about 12 minutes to play in the second quarter. Um, so they've got all the time in the world, and they just kind of go to work. Um, they run blue up the middle for a yard. They do a short pass to Hopkins. He gets 11 on that. So they got a first down. They run blue for six yards. They try to go deep to Hopkins, but it's incomplete. This play was a good good uh, coverage by Byron. Um, then they try to go deep to Kiki Kuti on third and four. Uh, unfortunately, Xavier Woods gets an unnecessary roughness call here. Did not like the call. I'll say there was a lot of calls in this game that I didn't super agree with. Um, well, that's just unfortunate. You know, Woods on this, he comes over. The ball hits Kiki in the hands. Kiki's going down. There's no way at all to hit him and lodge that ball out without having the chance to graze his helmet. I, I, it was so ticky-tacky. He just hit him so hard that that's going to get called. Well, we've caught now in the NFL, but man, we had a couple calls this game, man. The, the one that comes to mind, obviously, is the pass interference call on Byron Jones. 
Oh, I know. Later in this game, we'll get to that. But there were some frustrating calls, um, especially in a game that's this close. It's not great. Um, so they do get the unnecessary roughness on Woods. That gives them first and ten at our forty-eight. They run Alfred Blue for seventeen yards. Uh, first and ten on the thirty-one. Watson does a short pass, gets eleven on it. First and ten at the twenty. Uh, they get a false start, so first and fifteen at the twenty-five. They throw to Griffin. He gets 12. Alfred Blue gets 7. So now they're first and goal at the 6. Damian Wilson makes a great tackle for loss here. Three-yard loss for Alfred Blue. So second and goal at the 9. Watson scrambles for 7 yards. Uh, He took a big shot from Woods and Jeff Heath here. Like, bad, bad hit. Um, So now third and goal from the 2. Try to throw to Irvin. It is incomplete and they kick a field goal from the two-yard line. Uh, and so that puts the score at 6-10. to 10. Um, So Dallas now has six minutes left. Um, Houston's going to get the ball back at half. Uh, so this is a really key drive right here, Ben, and unfortunately it doesn't go super well. Um, <laughs> Elliott runs for four yards. We run him again for two. Uh, it's third and four. Dak finds Swaim for six. Uh, Elliott rushes for nine yards, and then we put in Rod Smith, who gets four. First and ten from the 50. Uh, Dak tries to go to Blake Jarwin. It's incomplete. Uh, then Dak runs up the middle for nine yards, and on third and one, uh, they stop Zeke for no gain. So it's now fourth and one. Um, this was a time when um, fourth and one on the Houston 41. Remember that because it will be familiar. Did it work, Goat? It did work. We ran Dak Prescott up the middle. He got two yards. Ever failed a QB sneak in his career? Not to my knowledge, Ben. Hmm. Okay. I'll say this. Dak has not failed in my memory, and Zeke is 18 of 19 on fourth down conversions. Or they are as a unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's rough. Um, So then – uh, we now have first and 10 at the Houston 39. There's a minute 41 to play. This is going to be sick. Uh, Dak throws the ball deep to Tavon Austin and goes right off Tavon's hands and into the hands of Kareem Jackson. Yeah, I've watched this a couple times. Initially, I was real pissed at Tavon. Um, I still think he could have, but I saw a still shot of it where Tavon is fully extended at that ball and it's literally like touching the tip of his middle fingers. So, I mean a little high, but that's what happens when you're throwing deep to a five, nine receiver. Unfortunately, when you have, I don't know, your big body receiver is no longer on the team. The guy you signed last week, who's six, two or something. And Butler plays one snap and Terrence. Whatever God knows reason. Then you really have no height. But then it's not anything to do with the DUI. It's just a foot. We will talk about that. There's something really, really weird going on behind the scenes with Terrence Williams. But um, he was inactive. So, yeah, you don't have any height at your wide receiver position. And this happens. I mean, like I said, I, I originally did think this was on Tavon. I really don't think it was that bad of a throw by Dak. But when you watch it, it's a little high. He's under pressure. A little high. Gets tipped in there and picked. I mean, I feel for him, but. You know, it's not is, shocking. Dak's not a pinpoint passer. No, this is this uh, is what you invested in. So yeah. So Houston gets the ball back with a minute thirty-one to go in the half. Um, so they go they go into no huddle. They're trying to just 
get down the field and score points before the half's over. Um, so Watson goes short to Griffin. They get 11. Griffin again for eight. Uh, Alfred Blue for 28 yards. Good God. Make a 50. fucking tackle. Dude, that guy is a fullback. He is yeah. so bad, dude. He He's was a bum. backup at LSU. So that they take a timeout. There's 42 seconds left. They're first and 10 on the Dallas 22. Uh, Watson finds Hopkins again for 13 yards. It's first and goal at the nine. They try to go to Griffin. It's incomplete. They try to go to Hopkins. It's incomplete. They go to Hopkins again. Uh, he tackled on like one, one inch line. <laughs> yeah, for eight yards. And so f- with 10 seconds to go, it's fourth and goal at the Dallas one. And your boy's favorite player, the only guy that keeps the motor running, that's <laughs> how trash they are. Jalen Smith gets a big old sack for a one-yard loss. I saw that Jalen Smith reached a speed of 20 miles per hour. Man, that was a fast, fast run by him. That was by far our play of the game. Um, Watson's looking, and everyone looks covered, so he takes off trying to get that corner. And Jalen Smith, who was the spy, runs step for step with him and pops him well short of the goal line. I mean, huge, huge play. Um, I have to question a little bit what the Texans are doing. Uh, Our offense had done nothing at this point, and they're up 10-6. You kick a field goal, you're up 13-6, and you get the ball. Um, I get that it's fourth and one on the inch line, but yeah. I mean, I I feel like it's just disrespect, right? Like, they're just looking at it like, dude, these guys cannot stop us. Well, it's one of those, yeah, put your – if you get that there, you feel really, really good about the second half, and it's a backbreaker. But if it doesn't, then you give them a little bit of life. I mean, I wouldn't hate the gamble. You, I think they should have probably thought about punting. You could have played that either way. And if I was going to call this, I definitely don't know if I go up shotgun four wide. Right? What do you think about them? Like, think about this. What if they had punted right there? Put their face <laughs> on the defense. Just, you know, just like kind of bloop it over the line into the end zone for a touchback. They're just like, what now, Dallas? Bet you can't score in 10 seconds. Yeah, that's pretty good. And you know, there's only about 10 seconds left. Maybe just kneel right there. Oh, killing him. But I'll say this about Jalen Smith. He, I mean, yeah, hell of a play. Hell of a play. He had a great game. Um, 12 tackles, a sack, three tackles for loss. Jalen played his ass off. Um, Bro, LV and, had and Van Der Esch. Van Der Esch had 11 solo tackles. He, I mean, yeah, the, the linebackers played out of their mind without Sean Lee. I mean, they really did. You know, Jalen and LVE were the best players on our team. You know, Tank was getting some gas. He was getting some pressure, but never really could get to him. He did, you know, we'll, we'll get to it, have a, a pressure that was pretty significant late in the game, forced a bad throw from Watson. But, yeah, that D-line, man, I mean – I haven't heard from your taco on that right side, so it's pretty much all tank. And for whatever reason, David Irving did not make the trip. Yeah. Um, we thought he would. Everyone thought he would. So I don't know what's up there. So it's pretty much turned into the Tank Lawrence show. And uh, I don't know. You, you, that's, that's not a recipe for success when you only have one guy who can get home. No kidding. So Houston would get the ball to start the second half. Um you know, they're probably disappointed with not getting those points. Um, so they want to come out firing. Uh, Watson comes out, throws a pass immediately to Alfred Blue for four yards. He's stopped by Taco Charlton and LVE. Charlton was hurt on this play. 
Uh, second and six from the 29, they run blew up the middle for uh, two yards. So they got third and four in the Houston 31. Uh, they throw a short pass to DeAndre Hopkins. He gets one yard, um, but is stripped by Anthony Brown. Uh, the ball is recovered at the Houston 30. Uh, and he get, and then uh, Lewis recovers it uh, and runs it back for uh, 14 yards to get to the Houston 16. Yeah, great play by a, uh, Anthony Brown, man. Really was. You know, he... Would be burned later in this night, but uh, pretty good. The reason Jordan Lewis is out there, uh, for some reason, Shadobi Awuzie did not start in this coach decision um, in the second half. He was Kinda questionable g- all week on the injury report, so it could have been he tweaked something. Um, yeah, I saw David Moore tweet out, though, not injury-related. So huh. he got benched in this game for, for an odd reason. I mean, I don't. Lewis and Brown have not been great, but I mean, it's a good play here. I mean, we would see more Wuze on the field later, but um, a little concerning that that uh, is very concerning, uh, especially with the hype that Cheeto had coming into this season. Well, he's been good, but yeah, I mean, he, he'd gotten a couple tough plays on, on him on the outside, but you know, I mean, that's Hopkins dude. He's one of the five best receivers yeah. in the land. Oh, uh, most yeah. definitely. Um, so the Cowboys do get the ball on the 16 yard line. Um, at a different time, you're thinking automatic points, but I was sitting there being like looking at my phone, like, <laughs> oh, well, I hope we get a field goal out of this. Um, so Dak throws a pass to Zeke uh, pretty much right on the first play. Um, Zeke gets 11 yards, but Houston challenges that he stepped out of bounds. Um, the play is reversed, and so Zeke only gets nine yards instead of 11. Um, so now they're second and one on the Houston seven. They run Zeke up the middle. He gets a loss of a yard. The line was just not getting a push in this game at all. Um, on third and two at the Houston eight, uh, Dak throws a short pass to Zeke. He gets five. Pretty yards. play call. Pretty play call on this. Yeah, like uh, this one. Put Tavon in the backfield. They had Tavon moving around a lot. Um, and they line Tavon up next to Dak and Zeke, and everyone kind of looks at Tavon. Dak sort of fakes it to him and then pitches inside to Zeke, who gets the three yards. Really nice play call. Yeah, uh, liked it. Liked it. Um, first and goal from Houston three, they run Zeke up the middle, uh, for no gain. Judavian Clowney was just doing a great job at run stopping here for sure. Boy, Clowney had a day, uh, you know, Tyrone got the better of him a few times, but he certainly, I mean, he made Tyrone whiff on three occasions on the top of my head. Um, yeah. Clowney ended up with like four tackles, uh, half a sack and, uh, uh, one and a half tackles for loss. So he was definitely active for sure. So uh, that gives Dallas uh, a second and goal from the Houston three. Uh, run a nice little fake here. Dak finds Alan Hearns uh, for three yards. We do score a touchdown to my complete surprise. Burns, Hearns in your area, man. There you go. So Hearns, the pride of Dade County, does score a touchdown, and that puts Dallas back on top 13-10. to 10. Um you know, short field, but they took advantage of it, Ben. I was happy to see that they were at least able to convert a ball. that It took them five plays to get 16 yards, but I'll take it. Well, yeah, when you're not running, you know, I know Zeke's the rushing leader and he still looks good, but it feels with him it's been feast or famine. Like he's either busting 10 yards or getting nothing. Like I don't 
there's very few like five yard runs, Ezekiel Elliott, four yard run. Ezekiel well, and the four dude, yard he, run he gets hit in the backfield every play. Like Zeke literally has two thirds of his career they, rushing yards after contact. Yeah, when well, I hear you. I mean, I'm not complaining on Zeke, but when you're putting nine in the box and there's no one that's an outside threat that any defense fears and your quarterback can't make many pinpoint throws. I mean, this yeah. is going to happen to the kid. I feel, I feel for him. I mean, he's the, he is being forced to be the focus of the entire offense to a degree that no other player in the league probably feels they are um, the quarterback position. Yeah. He looked banged up too, man. He yeah. He was limping up. at several points. Um, he left this game a few times for Rod. I don't think he was fully right. You know, that's, not excuse me, everyone's dealing with something, but he wasn't right in this game. There was one run in particular. There's one run in particular, Andy. I thought he was going to take it, and uh, he gets tripped up. I think he's just a little slower this game. Yeah, I think he's about you know eighty five percent or whatever. So, um, so Houston does get the ball back. Um, first play, they hit Kiki Kuchi for ten yards. Uh, man, Kiki Kuchi's going to be a beast, man. I can just. He still has that, like, you know, you watch guys in college, like, he's so fast, his change of direction is so elite. Um, and then you're like, okay, when once he gets to the next level, everyone's a lot faster. Uh, can, you know, can the guy keep doing that? Um, Kiki looks just as fast in the NFL as he did in college. Yeah, man, he's a missing piece for that offense. They've been looking for their slot guy. Um, they're a lot like the Lions now. They got a quarterback who's going to throw 50 five times a game and they have three really good receivers. Yeah. Um, they don't throw their tight ends much. They can't run much. Um, so it, uh, I think that's going to be fun for fun to watch that offense. And he's certainly going to be a, a productive player and that's our boy. So yeah, most definitely shout, Pat Mahomes, shout him out. Yeah, that was tight. Did you see Michael Gallup and him trade jerseys at the end of the game? Sorry, I didn't hear you. I, I cut out real quick. Oh, you're good. So, d- did you see Michael Gallup and Kiki Kuti trade signed jerseys at the end of the game? I didn't, man. That's cool. Yes, yeah, Gallup posted on his Instagram. He's like, "It's all love, Kiki Kuti," and they had like their little, you know, jersey swap at midfield. It was cool. I was like, "That's tight." I like both those That's guys. So. Tight. All right. So Houston, uh, they go to Kiki. Uh, that gives them a first and ten on their own thirty-five. They run blue up the middle for three yards uh, on second and seven. Watson fumbles the ball. Um, but it's but it goes out of bounds. Um, so they end up with a fourth and six on the Houston thirty nine, and they're forced to punt. Um, good stand by the Dallas defense after giving up that first ten yard play. Uh, not too shabby. Um, so now the Cowboys have the lead. Uh, there's nine and a half minutes to play in the third quarter, and they've got the ball back. This is a great opportunity. Um, so Zeke goes for one yard, uh, and then. Prescott, uh, you know, we go back to Zeke for a yard again. So now we're at third and eight, and Dak tries to throw to Deontay Thompson, goes off his hands, Mm. right into the hands of a Houston Texans player. Um, This one was reviewed. Everyone that I was around was pretty convinced this was not a pick, but it was ruled a pick. Uh, So, Bro, I hate the NFL, man. Tavon's catch that comes later in this game on the sideline is apparently not a catch because he doesn't complete it to the ground. But this guy who literally uses the ground to prop up the ball, he doesn't even get under it. He literally uses the ball. Like, if the ground's not there, he's dropping that ball. 
You yeah. know what I, like, I know it sounds weird, but you get what I'm saying. Like, no, for sure. Anyone that watches this play will know what Ben's talking about. Like He used the ground to pick this ball off, and they're just like, yeah, that's good. And even Collinsworth and Michaels were like, yeah, that, that looks like a good pick to me. Okay. But whatever. Um, Late throw by Dak. Deontay should – it's one of those – like all his picks this year, Dak should have made a better throw and Deontay should have done more with it. I mean, uh, agreed. So the Texans get the ball back on the 29 yard line. Um, they throw a short pass to blue for five. They run blue who gets stuck by Jalen Smith for a four yard loss uh, on third and nine. Uh, they do a pass to Griffin for 11 yards. They take a timeout. Dallas takes a timeout here. So now it's first and 10 on the Dallas 17. Uh, Watson hits Griffin for 13 yards, goes incomplete to Hopkins, tries to scramble around the left side, but only gets a yard because LVE and Gregory are there to hit him. Uh, throws an incomplete pass to Griffin, and so fourth and goal on the Dallas three. They kick another field goal. Tons of stops for the Dallas D on the goal line. Um, you just don't like to see him get that close that many times. Yeah, uh, kept us in it. I mean, they weren't great, but they kept us in it, man. Yeah, so the defense actually played really great in the second half. Um, what followed was uh, a punt by Dallas, a punt by Houston, a punt by Dallas. Um, so it, we go. We're thirteen and we're thirteen all until the fourth quarter. It's about thirteen twenty eight to go in the fourth quarter when Houston gets the ball back uh, off of a punt from Dallas. Um, they couldn't even get anything going on these last couple of drives. They had five for five plays of 15 yards and four plays of 13 yards. Um, so this was the first drive in the fourth quarter for Houston. Um, they go to Kiki for two yards. Blue runs up the middle for one, third and seven. Uh, Watson does a short pass to Blue for six yards. So they've got them stopped. Unfortunately, Randy Gregory, illegal use of hands, five yards and forced mm-hmm. to the three. He does this every game. He's not a smart player. Um, so that's first and 10 at the Houston 48. Uh, Watson, short pass to Fuller for 10 yards. Watson goes to Hopkins for nine. Blue runs up the middle for five. First and 10 on the Dallas 28. Watson goes deep for Hopkins. Uh, and this dude, this one sucked because this, this should have been a stop effectively. Um, first and 10, they're on the Dallas 28. They go deep for Hopkins and they call it defensive pass interference on Byron Jones. That's just about as, I mean, it, it just looked like they were just like, no, we need Houston to score here. So we're going to go yeah. ahead and get it. I don't know. Maybe if I'm on the other team i could see myself saying this was pi but it's so ticky tacky man i mean he 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 doesn't really get his head around but he makes a play on the ball i don't really think hop is going to catch this ah bad call to me bad call to me but you know i was with uh i was in a group chat and two people thought the- yeah it was it sucked all around um so that gives him a first and goal at the one yard line uh, they try to run blue. He gets stuck by Tyron Crawford. Uh, they go second and goal from the one. Watson tries to scramble up the middle. Crawford sticks him. They try to throw to Griffin. He's covered by Jeff Heath. So fourth and goal at the one. They kick a 19-yard field goal. Uh, so that get, puts Houston up 16-13. And Dallas gets the ball back with eight and a half minutes to play in the fourth quarter. Um, so first play from scrimmage on this possession. 
Uh, Dak is dead to rights killed pretty much by Houston's pass rush. Dak does some fucking Tony Romo Jedi shit, escapes the pocket, scrambles around to the left side, chucks it downfield, finds Tavon Austin for 44 yards. I think this was Dak's best play all day, Ben. Yeah, does his Tony Romo impression for the second straight week. Um, chunks one up, longest pass play of the game besides the swing, longest in-air pass play, I should say. Um, and it was really nice. It was a really nice play by Dak. You know, I mean, he did not have the greatest game. Again, I think he battled. You know, it's unfortunate. He does the most I think he can with his talent and this team. And it's just, it never looks pretty, but this. No, it's it's frustrating. So, of but course, a hell of a play, hell of a play, definitely. And and unfortunately, despite this great play, we do nothing with it. So we have first and ten at the Houston thirty-one. Uh, Zeke gets stuck by Tyron Matthew for a four-yard loss. Second and fourteen, we go deep to Gallup for an incomplete pass. Uh, third and fourteen, Dak dumps it off to Zeke for five yards. Fourth and nine at the Houston thirty, Brett drills another forty-eight-yard field goal. I mean. I'll give Brett this. He's got a leg, man. He could hit from anywhere. So that was not that's nice to have. So that makes it 16 all. I was so, I was so nervous when he was kicking that. But, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. But he's been uh, good, man. He has. So Houston gets the ball back. Uh they try to run with Alfred Blue, but Tyron Crawford hits him for a seven yard loss in the backfield. Uh Watson scrambles up the middle for three yards. Uh Third and 14 from the Houston 21. They go to Akins, who I don't even know what position he plays. Uh, he gets nine yards before Jalen Smith gets to him. And so at fourth and five on the Houston 30, uh, they are forced to punt. Dallas would do literally nothing with this ball. Uh, 324 to play in the fourth tie game. Zeke for two yards. Dak takes a nine-yard sack. Then Dak scrambles out of bounds for seven yards on third and 17. This play drove me fucking crazy, Ben. Just, I I get it, man. They were covering everyone, but like, that's not even a really an attempt. Like, you no. might as well have just thrown it away. Like, guess field position. I get you, man. You can't, the offense had two really good chances to win this game, and they failed both times. And when you get, the ball on your 45-yard line in a tie game with time running out in the fourth. You have to get points. And instead, we got a sack. I mean, give Watt. He made a hell of a play on second. But that's just this team, man. They they can't get it done on offense. Yeah. So Houston gets the ball back on their own 10 because um, there was a penalty on the kickoff or on the punt. Um, Watson goes starts with an incompletion. Uh, then he gets a six-yard pass to Blue. Uh, throws to Hopkins on third and four, gets 13 yards there. First and 10 from the Houston 29. Uh, Alfred Blue gets four yards on a short pass. Try to go deep to Cootie, which is a miss. Uh, Ross got great pressure on this play, which was excellent. Um, and then Watson throws to Kiki Cootie again, gets 18 yards this time. You texted me. You thought the game was over right there. I really did. I really did because it was like, man, like, that, you know, just two, 30 seconds left, it's too many first downs. Um, and then on first and 10 from the Dallas 49, uh, Watson steps up trying to go deep to Hopkins, um, but he gets hit by Demarcus Lawrence, which this was a great play from, from Lawrence uh, and your boy Jalen. Yeah, they both got good pressure here. 
Uh, it goes off of Hopkins. Too high for Hopkins. It's a bad, bad pass. Uh, and it falls into Xavier Woods' hands. Uh, he runs it 15 yards back, gets tackled out of bounds at the Dallas 47-yard line. Um, and so now Dallas has 10 seconds, and they're on their 47. You think like, hey, if they can get 20 yards, 15 yards. Yeah. You can you can let Brett take a shot at winning the game. Yeah, he didn't like what he saw. He dumps it off short to Beasley out of incomplete. And so now you got a Hail Mary. And I uh, just yeah. and then we but, so we, we run it we throw it deep to Hearns. Uh Hopkins is back there as a deep safety. Uh he knocks it down. It goes right over Rico Gathers' head. Would have liked to see him make a heads up play. I mean, can't really expect that though. Um and so that is all she wrote for uh regulation we go into overtime Dak wins the toss um take the ball first and so here's your here's the whole game um if the if the whole game is one microcosmic drive this is it Zeke for negative one yard Zeke catches a pass from Dak takes it for 10 Zeke up the middle for four uh and actually really great play by Blake Jarwin uh he gets 11 yards on a pass from Dak First and 10 of the Dallas 49. Rod Smith for a yard. Dak Prescott to Beasley for eight yards. Third and one of the Houston 42. Uh, Zeke Elliott runs up the middle, gets stopped for no gain. And so the entire pl- game comes down to a fourth and one at the Houston 42. Literally identical field placement down mm-hmm. in distance to the fourth down you went for earlier in the game, except now the entire game's on the line. It's Jason said fourth and a long yard. Yeah. Uh, Jason decides, uh, despite having gone for fourth down 19 times since he got on the team and getting 18 of them. Um, 18 of 19 times. This team has converted fourth and one. This team's entire payroll is dedicated to this offensive line and this running back. And they punt. Punt the ball. They don't even think about it. They don't even run an offense out there and try and get like a draw penalty off sides. They don't there is no decision. It is made so quickly that they're gonna punt. There's no, hey, guys, this is third and one. If we don't get this, we're going for it on fourth down. There's none of that. There's no trust in your players. I saw the Rams on first and goal get stuffed two straight runs to Gurley, and on third and goal, you know what they did go? Did they go to Gurley? Yeah, you know what he did? Did he score? Yes. So, yeah, um, maybe the most gutless call I've ever seen in the NFL. Um, you know, Jason, I just, I'm not totally convinced Jason even likes winning. Like, he doesn't really do anything to win. He doesn't make take any risks to win. He doesn't really seem two. to be a big priority of his. You're two and two. You need this game. If you look at the yardage, we went into overtime with like 260 total yards. They went at like 400. So yeah. you are getting outgained, outplayed. They have superior players. This is where you nut up and go for it. Jason continues to play games like we are the best team out there. Like everything we do is around the thing that, well, we just don't want to make the mistake. Like we're the better team. We have the more talent. And we don't. We do not. We were a three-point underdog in this game. And by the way, your kicker, who's made 10 straight, hit a 57-yarder with change. This would have been a 59-yarder. I would have at least had more respect if we thought about that. 
Where did he uh but yeah, Ben, but I mean like he must have hit that that fifty seven yarder in like a totally different stadium against a different team. Right. Would it shock you to learn that he did it in the exact same stadium they were playing that Sunday night game at. But it must have been years ago, right? Like it couldn't have been like seven weeks ago. <laughs> it was. It was this season, goat. I fucking hate this team. I hate Jason Garrett. He plays like we've all known someone at work at our job who just knows they're not getting fired and because of the relationship they have with their boss. And so they just fucking don't care. That's Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett knows that no matter what happens, I mean, he's had multiple less than five win seasons. He doesn't give a shit at all about winning. He doesn't care about making the team better. He doesn't care about winning football games. He doesn't care about making the right decision. Jason Garrett cares about how many times do I get to clap a game and then runs home to watch another man have sex with his wife. That's I'm convinced that's Jason Garrett's agenda. That was the most gutless call I have seen on a football field. Um, it reminded me of when Lane Kiffin ran his field goal kicking team out there to attempt a 70-yard field goal in an NFL game. Man... The stupidity, the, the, there's just no balls. You think your team feels good when you make a call like that? Jason tried to talk his way out of this saying that, well, we just lost yardage on third down. And I get it. Look, I get it. We had not been running well on short yardage all night. I do get that. At the same time, if you lose a game because you decide right there that, hey, I'm going to put – everything that we invested in and go right at everything you invested in. And if you lose that, then you go across and you say, man, Watt and Clowney were better than us tonight. Bottom line. And no one's mad. We're not no mad. mad at that decision. No. I, and that's what's crazy. No person would have second-guessed him going for fourth and one there. No. it's He literally picked the only decision that could fuck you. Like the only one. He chose the worst possible option. He's trying to say that we played good. We got a turnover in the second half, which we had, and we had the first turnover of the year. Like I fucking hear you, and and we made them punt, and he wanted to play field position. And you know how much time was left when we kicked that punt? Five minutes and forty seconds. (laughs) You're not playing field position games with five minutes left in overtime. Don't give me that answer. And so, yeah, shockingly. Houston walked down the field unopposed and kicked a field goal. There's not a doubt in my mind they were driving down that field. Yeah, of course not. Of course, as soon as we punted, I was like, that's it. That is the end of the game. So, yes, we lose 1916. Um, I mean, on you know, any we- normal team, you'd think Jason would lose his job for something like that. Instead, uh, he got one momentary scolding from the owner, and then I'm sure he'll get a contract extension for the Man. why the wisdom of that decision. I hope not. Jerry seemed pissed. I do want to point out before we go. Um, unfortunately, that last drive, DeAndre Hopkins made a hell of a play to set this up. He broke about three tackles. We had for some reason Anthony Brown man him up one on one. More stupid decision making by our coaches. Yeah, and Watson put it right where it had to be, and then Hopkins made a play that pro bowlers make, man. Would you trust Jason Garrett and Scott Linehan to manage a Walmart? No. Fuck no. If you told me right now that I can have Scott Linehan and Jason Garrett making offensive play calls or some kid who's pretty good at Madden, I would have to think about it. 
bro, this this coaching staff. Uh, I went back. I made like just a slight list off the top of my head. These are the fireable moments in Jason Garrett's tenure for me in the last five years. Not five years. I think three years. So last night could have easily been, or sorry, Sunday night could have easily been the nail in the coffin. Should have fired him then. Should have fired him in the offseason when you don't make the playoffs with a pretty loaded team that went 13-3 and the year before. Wouldn't you say, Go? Absolutely. You could have fired him midseason that year when, I don't know, your best offensive lineman goes out and you give up eight sacks to the same player who gets a quarter of his career sacks in that game. Don't you think, Goat? Yes. You could have done it the year before, 2015. Remember that, Goat? You, you had a pretty loaded team. Give me a shorter list, Ben. What are the moments where you're like, that's why Jason Garrett's a head coach? That right there, that moment in time, that's why Jason's so good. That's why he's getting paid the big bucks. Uh, he doesn't have a signature moment. No, you know? fuck no. He doesn't have anything that inspires any confidence of any kind. 2014 was really his reigning flag. You could even say 16. Neither of those are Jason Garrett. And, yeah, 14 was pretty much all Tony and DeMarco and Dez and Witten. I mean. (laughs) It's it's unreal. It's unreal. So, yeah. I I mean, I'm I'm not lost at this point. Yeah. I don't know what to to say. I, I don't know what to do. He needs to be fired, and it seems like the owner's the only one who doesn't know that at this point. Your owner and GM. I mean, for a while it seemed like the tide had kind of changed on Jerry for a little bit. You know, I don't know about that. There's people who always hate Jerry, but you know what I mean, where people thought we were making smarter moves. How is this run that Jason Garrett's been on, this era, which it's – Okay to call it an era. He's now the second longest tenured head coach in Dallas Cowboy history. How has he not looked around at that and been embarrassed by the product that is put out weekly and yearly by this team? You have the most profitable franchise in all of sports. And you just accept mediocrity. Maybe that's Um. the problem, Ben. Maybe it's people like us that buy all this shit and watch all this shit and attend games and the whole nine yards, regardless of the product. Maybe if maybe it's like, maybe they, when it really comes down to it at night, when no one's around, Jerry's like, well, fuck it, man. I'm making money. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe we're not teaching them the correct lesson, man. uh, I get, he wants to be right. And that's the whole problem with Jason is he's basically family with this guy, but man, this is a guy who's fired, what, four coaches in his career? Five, I think? He's fired four of the five best football coaches in the history <laughs> of the sport. If Jerry could figure out a way to dig up Vince Lombardi and fire him, he would. That's what I mean. This He's always been willing to at least make that decision. And for whatever reason, he can't with Jason. He can't. And we're stuck with this. And for a while, I was okay with the stability. But, man, stability's fucking overrated when stability's getting you your ass beat and outcoached on a weekly basis. We do not go into a single matchup where I think, oh, we have the better coaches. No. Oh, God, no. Not even close. We don't even have equal coaching to anyone. We we might out-scheme this team. I have never once ever 
thought we had as good a coaching staff as an opposing team. Hugh Jackson is probably a better head coach than Jason Garrett. So, yeah. I mean, honestly, as far as next week goes, I think we're going to get just straight up destroyed by the Jaguars. I kind of hope we do. Um, I'm kind of just praying for rain at this point. Like, I hope we lose every game until they fire him. I don't know how many that'll be. Like, can Jason go 2-14 and and keep his job? There's like a 50% shot at that probably, but I'd like to see it. We go two and five into the bye week, Jerry Kansan. It's no getting way. too loud. It is getting too loud, man. It is every week the roars get more and more deafening to fire him. I mean, at some point, Jerry hears that. You could he be knows. right. I just that's too that's that's too good an outcome. Like, no way the Cowboys make that smarter decision. We go two and five. Jerry gets up in front of the microphone, tells everybody that Zeke's been hobbled and we're missing Travis and Hey, we just need to work harder and blah, blah, blah. Jason's a great football mind. And then we end the season, um, you know, 5-11, and 11, and we'll get him next year, boys. And Man, next bro. year we go draft, like, uh, who's Boise State's third best player? <laughs> we'll draft him with, like, the sixth pick in the draft. Um, great depth signing at uh, Long Snapper. And then uh, we'll go from there, you know, hopefully 7-9 and nine next year. Man. If that happens, if we if we hold on to Jason, then I have fully shift blame to Jerry at that point because we know we have a Jason. You're what's that old saying? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. That is this team's offense. That is this team's philosophy. That is this team's mindset. They roll out the exact same product every single week. Well, you need the same five plays that haven't worked against some of the worst defenses in the league aren't going to work against like an elite defense. You don't think the Jags are going to be fooled by running the ball on first down and then a naked bootleg tight end screen on second? No way. I can't. Oh, no, no, man, it'll work this time. You know, I I used to just think Jason was a bad game day coach. And I used to kind of admire, like I thought we were putting together, you know, the culture. I kind of rolled my eyes to the right kind of guy. But, you know, I really bought in a little bit to thinking, man, he's he's a team builder at least, you know. he's He's got a lot of talent around here. And now what I've seen what happened this offseason, like the fact that Jerry at the end of last year when we ended on the worst three-game stretch in offensive history of this team going back to like the days where a forward pass was literally considered a miracle. They had like six of them a game. And we have a worse offensive stretch than that, that Jerry didn't look in Jason and Scott and say, man, if we do not have a complete offensive overhaul on what we're going to do to fix this, then you guys aren't coming back. The fact that he didn't demand something like that already proves that he's an incompetent GM, which people have said for years, but we might as well double down on at this point. And Jason, Jason's time's up. If he's fired, I mean, he'll find a coordinator job somewhere because the NFL's like that. They You just never run out of jobs in this business. But he's done as a head coach, man. God, I man. hope so. Oh. Well, Ben, that's kind of all I wanted to get to this week. I really just wanted to walk you through that, that nightmare. I mean, dude, there's nothing to preview. We're going to do the exact same damn thing, <laughs> and we're going to get our ass kicked. Well, for the yeah, sake of going through the motions, you want to you wanna humor, humor the pod listeners for a minute? Sure. The Jags have an elite defense. They have the best corner in the league, possibly, you know, the best defense 
on in football. Um, they're going to eat us for breakfast. They are going. They have watched film on the all six offensive plays that the Cowboys run, and probably aren't going to be taken by surprise when Scott pulls out the secret note card he keeps in his pocket that just has Jet Sweep written on it in crayon. Um, and I think we lose this game by two touchdowns at least. Yeah. Um, Andy, anything Andy says right. This Jacksonville team is uh, very elite defensively, probably the most elite team defensively. And on offense, they're really they're really a better version of what Dallas aspires to be. I said that a couple weeks ago. They're a team that's question mark quarterback, healthy when healthy, elite running back. Leonard Fournette's going to miss this game for what that's worth. Um, kind of a collection committee of wide receivers, although I pray to have it or kill to have any of their three starting receivers over ours. Westbrook would be the best wide receiver on our team right now. Man, look at last week. Look at every game we go into. You can't look across the sideline, and we knew this coming in, and say that we have a better wide receiver one or two than whoever we play. And that's where we're at. So they're basically a version of Dallas on steroids. And I I agree. I think we lose this game. Jacksonville's a three-point favorite. We are at home for what that's worth. Um, but, yeah, Jacksonville's a three-point favorite. I imagine they cover that. I don't think they score a lot because their team's not that great offensively either. But, you know, it'll be a – 21-20 game. I think their defense will score a touchdown. I think we will score one touchdown. And I think their offense is capable of scoring, you know, 10 points. So I'm going to say we lose this one 17-10. Um, You're right. 20 is probably a high mark. I'd be, If Dak Prescott – averaging about 170 yards against the best passing defense in the land. He may, honest to God, I think he may struggle to reach 100 yards passing. Yeah, um, and I don't think any of your receivers are going to get any kind of separation on Jalen Ramsey or A.J. Boye. Um, So, yeah, man, it looks bleak. But again, kind of rooting for the Jags in this one. Really don't want to be 3-3. and Um you know, the ultimate nightmare, worst-case scenario is that we go 8-8 eight and eight and Jason keeps his job and we get a mediocre draft pick and we burn another year of all the contracts we have signed for no reason. And then we give Dak a massive contract before we... stop watching the team, dude. Oh, God. I'm just so... Ugh. We want to be positive, fan. We really do. There's just... This is worse than any of the mediocre teams in the Romo era. Like, at least even the years he was hurt, we knew he sucked because we were rolling out, like, branded fucking weed in the company, which, by the way, also proved just how inept our coaching was because we can't – I see a lot of teams win with backup quarterbacks, and we're never, ever, ever, ever going to be one of them, except when Dak somehow mir- miraculously played well in 2016, Andy, which I'll have to go back and rewatch that year to figure out, but – that's who we are now, a uh, team with not much confidence in the coaching staff, apparently not much confidence in the personnel, and we're probably going to get beat by any team that's a better-than-500 team, which Jacksonville is. 
Oh, lovely. Just a lovely game, a lovely team to root for. I'm so glad I've hitched my wagon to this nightmare of a franchise. Oh, it sucks, man. It sucks. I've, I, I have zero fun watching these games. Cassie's just like, like Sunday night, dude. Like, <clears throat> Cassie's just like at a loss when she sees me in this mood. She just doesn't even know, you know, because oh, she's yeah. like a logical human being with normal emotions attached to things that matter. And so when she sees yeah. me more upset, you know, I'm, I don't get this upset about anything. I don't get this upset about politics. I don't get this upset about work. I don't get this upset when my car gets hit by a semi, which happened last week. But the Cow- Dallas Cowboys bring out the just the worst emotional hell in me. It is so sad, and I kind of hate them for it. They're really, it really is an abusive relationship because I give them everything, and I get back only pain. It's getting tiring, man. It really, really is. You know, I'm tell my because, kids to just root for the Rams or some shit. Like I said, even at least from the room where I had faith. Like it may have been stupid faith, but I always believed. You know, if we could just get into the playoffs, this team could do something. Yeah, I have zero faith in. I don't even know who on this team. If 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 Jason left, who I would keep? Like, there's so limited. Maybe I mean, maybe Richard. Yeah, but I mean, on your probably your whole defense, and then maybe maybe Zeke and a couple of linemen on your offense. Yeah, I I might keep Tavon because he's so cheap, as like a gadget slash fourth receiver. But yeah, other than that, throw. I mean, even Beasley, like old, not that effective. Like, no, don't pay him. Cut T Dub this off season. Go out, spend a first rounder on a weapon, and try and sign a Golden Tate or somebody like that in the off season. It's maybe not sexy, but someone who has proven credentials in this fucking. Go league. get me, Nikhil Harry. Resign Des Bryant. <laughs> Trade Dak and trade him to who, dude? You know how court, dude. If Sam Bradford can get contracts, give give Dak and some other shit for another first rounder and get me Drew Locke and let's go to play ball. Got to be able to throw it to get a contract. Well, this is all just made up, Ben. I'm just feeling in the I water know. here. We'll be here next week, and you know. Part of me is upset because they might squeak this one out against a superior Jags team at home. And if they do that, Jason's safe. This There's nothing that'll wreck him until the end of the year. That I would be have, so damn upsetting. I really hope they don't. I really think game. if he wins, if we lose these next three, he's gone. I'm praying for that, man. I'm praying for that. By week, canned. He's now, by the way, the Vegas favorite to be fired midseason. I saw that. It's fingers crossed for me on that one. So, oh, all right. Well, we'll just hope that uh, Jason does his Jason thing, loses enough to get himself out of this job finally. Um, so, yeah, guys, we will be back next week to cover whatever the result of the Jacksonville Jaguars game is. Uh, ben, any other thoughts before we get out of here? Yeah, just a couple of minor notes. Um, I didn't even do Reddit comments because I was just too depressed this week. So apologize, fandom. Um, next week, though, I'll, I'll bring them back. Also, David Irving may or may not play. We had a friend who was apparently 
drinking with him at Friday night, but he couldn't make the trip due to personal issues. So I have no idea. Such a fuck boy. So I have no fucking clue what's going on with Irving. Um, Terrence Williams got moved to IR. If you're wondering why you haven't seen him all year, he sucks. He's not very good. I don't think he has an injury. I think there's something going on behind the scenes because he missed like three days of practice and it was real sketchy. I think there's some behind-the-scenes stuff going on there. I think this team is internally breaking a yeah, little bit. The locker room's falling apart, dude. Like, no leadership on offense. Coaches are a joke. I mean, like you said, like you do stuff like punt on fourth and overtime. Like, you're pretty much telling the offense, the entire offense, it's already low on confidence. Like, straight up, I don't believe you can win games. So, there yeah. You well,. You could be the Giants, Cowboys fans, and that's all I can solicit right now. Yeah, that's about all we can give. Uh, all right, so yes, we will be back uh, on next uh, next Tuesday night uh, to review the Jacksonville Jaguars game. Uh, as always, guys, please feel free to drop us a comment, question, or just uh, either to laugh at us or tell us you feel our pain as well at our Twitter, B underscore W underscore B underscore B. Uh, also, feel free to like and subscribe the, to the podcast on iTunes. Love getting those ratings and reviews. Thank you so much for those who have already done it. Um, as always, guys, this has been Andy Gatelli. Ben Walker. This has been Boys Will Be Boys. Take it easy. Peace. Peace.